welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. This is Alessandra Conti. And this is Christina Pineda. And we're so excited to be starting off this brand new year, 2022, brand new year, brand new season, brand new microphone, like brand new everything. Photos. Brand new photos, new face for Alessandra. Just kidding. (laughs) New lashes for Alessandra. That's a better way. Exactly. Christina, how are you doing? Our seasons are rivaling that of Sex in the City, aren't we? Yeah, they really are. They're just racking up. You guys, we started this podcast um, years ago. I mean, it's been, I think, six years since we started the podcast. And I, you know, I want to listen to like those early episodes. We'll do a cross country country drive and you can. One of our, well, actually the producer of our YouTube channel in the beginning. Oh my God. Rebecca Doyle. Our now defunct YouTube channel. Because we got too much hate after she left. It was hard to maintain. No, it was just hard to maintain. And honestly, we're so sensitive. And this horrible, like, person did some kind of, like, wild parody of the video (laughs) that hopefully you guys won't Google. But it only, it didn't even, they didn't even watch the video because they totally took it out of context. They were trying to, like, pin us as these... You know, like, and I, I am a strong female empowerment, all of that, but they were trying to pin us, like, the whole, what they were explaining that we were saying in the video was just totally not right. right. Like, we were actually saying the opposite of what the guy was saying that we were saying. He just didn't watch the whole video, and he was, like, so mean about my mannerisms. <laughs> I didn't think it was a big deal. I know, you were totally unfazed, and then I was, like, losing sleep, but it's okay. Yes, but anyway, Rebecca told me that she was listening to our podcast through the seasons and her hours and hours of cross-country drive. It's it's also so funny because I remember when we had first started the podcast, I was dating this totally different guy, and he had listened to, like, one of the episodes – And he was like, he was so intimidated. And I was like, why are you intimidated? Like, this is not, like, it's all good. And he's like, wait, so, okay, like, was I okay when I like, you know, because I paid for the, like something like that. And then, I don't know, it was, it was really funny. But anyway, you guys, we have so much in store for you. Season six, Um, a lot honestly is staying the same because I hate change. Everyone, we... (laughs) 
So we started this season a little bit later than the beginning of the year, and yeah. we've been getting so many messages from our wonderful listeners. Yeah, you guys are amazing. Saying, where's the podcast? I'm so sad that it's done, but it's not done. We it's just, not done. We needed a little time to get everything in order. Yeah, we but needed. we heard p- great positive feedback yeah. from the structure that we had. We're just adding something special at the end, so make sure you tune in to that. Totally. And obviously, we have brand new... Um, stars they're just like us stories so much to catch up with with the Contis so stay tuned for that towards the end um and of course we will be getting into the latest sex in the city um episode recap so let's dive right in so our first segment stars they're just like us in this segment we discuss the top relationship related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life Okay, so we have engagement news in the celebrity spee. Um, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are now engaged, engaged. And according to Megan's Instagram post, they sealed their union by, quote unquote, drinking each other's blood. Um, so in real life, how far is too far to go? For your significant other. And Alison, do you want to give us a little background yes. of... Yeah. So this. Machine Gun Kelly and, and Megan Fox, um, they're honestly, in my opinion, and from any Instagram poll that I've ever done, they're this couple that kind of nobody is asking for. Maybe some Gen Zers enjoy their aesthetic and enjoy their style, but a majority of people, when I, I've pulled them a couple times, like I've pulled the relationship on like what people think about them and they get like a lot of, they just, people are not like, they're, they're just, it's, it, they're being shoved down the throats of society so or at least of my followers. I see. So then you, you think the media is more pushing them as trying totally. people, you should like these people. I mean, I think that there's such a, couple, at least. yeah, there's such a spectacle. And I think that something mm-hmm. that happens when two celebrities come together, there is, it is this force. And we've seen this being celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, which is wild. Um, but we've seen that, you know, a lot of couples, a lot of celebrities are brought together for not exactly romantic purposes, more for publicity purposes. So they'll date because they're doing a movie together and it really does kind of enhance their star. Like two stars together is, it just, it boosts like everything. Um, a lot of studies have been done that show how impactful it is for there to be a love connection, especially when it's movies or when it's, but obviously Megyn Kelly and, um, uh, excuse me, Megyn Kelly. Oh my God. See, this is Megyn Kelly. This is not Megyn Kelly. Megan yes. Fox and Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. Exactly. And a fun story about Megyn Kelly. So I interned at Fox News. That was one of my first internships ever. And Megyn Kelly was actually like one of my mentors during that we were in like Fox News University Um, so for all the non-conservative people listening. And, and you know, I wasn't even conservative. I was, I, I you know, I, I went to a liberal arts college. It was raised in a very different way. Um, 
than Fox News, especially at that time. Um, but anyway, yeah, they I went through that program and Megyn Kelly was... She was amazing and she's fabulous. So anyway, if I ever say Megyn Kelly, it's like a good... Remember, Christina? Of course. Oh gosh, that was so fun. Okay, anyway... Um, but I actually did for Fox News, I did the Lifestyle Magazine, so not, you know, I, I did the iMag, which is now defunct, um, but that was my internship as opposed to like, but I did some politics too. Well, they too. do celebrity news at yeah, Fox. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But anyway, so, okay, back to Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. So, okay. We also, like, even when you read Megan's um, uh, Instagram, it seems tongue-in-cheek. I, I I think that they're playing with the media. And then clearly everybody's picking this up, that, like, drinking each other's blood. Because also Megan is coming from um, her, one of her major roles was Jennifer's body. And she was essentially, like, she drank women's blood. Like, oh, in the really? movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Was this the movie? Because just as you were saying, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox met on set for a movie. Did they? Yes. They were oh. doing a movie together. Oh. That's how they met. It was during the lockdowns. And I didn't even know. Christina. Yes. Well, Who's I Liberty Mitch making it? Well, we talked about it on our podcast, mm. but also I went in even more x-ray depth when I was on Trending with Tim Ring on Relevant Radio. Yeah. We've talked about Megan twice on her show. Yeah. So we've gotten pretty... <laughs> Pretty in depth about <laughs> right. Megan, so I know a little bit of the history. Yeah, but they the, that movie that they did together got terrible reviews, really? by the critics, and they both they both were very defensive about it. <gasps> Megan Kelly and Machine uh, Megan, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, yeah. yeah, they were very defensive about that. But it was a very dark, yeah, show too. And wow, she's now is doing. I didn't realize that. Okay, so she might be kidding because I think she, her she last might. role was being drinking women's. <laughs> yeah, well, not her last one, but okay. her huge kind of cold following film okay. is is about that. But I will say, when I first read this, I thought it was legit because also they talk about this karmic bond that they have and. They, it's very like, they talk about the pain and the struggle that they've been through in their relationship. Um, so anyway, but to answer your question, Christina, what do you think? Like how far is too far to go for a significant other? If we take this at face value and right. if Dan was like, Christina, I'll marry you, but you have to drink my blood. Right. Right. But I would also assume you would marry somebody that that compatibility was there. So the want and desire for a blood a blood sacrifice drinking would be, you guys would be in the same level there. Right, right. And we, we don't know the truth about this, but from what we've learned about their relationship, <laughs> it doesn't, it seems a little, just a little weird in my opinion. Of like it would, it's not right? too it's far not off. so far off. That's like, why. Right, why people, that's why people probably assume that this is actually yeah. happening. But what do you think, Christina, how far is too far to go for your significant other? Definitely that. <laughs> too far. I remember being a little girl and just a misguided little girl and kids wanting to do that. To drink in, blood. Right. Blood oath. As friendships. Friendship oath. Oh, because that movie was really Praise popular. Praise the Lord. I never did that, but... Did I? Little girls, they don't... You don't... Little kids, they don't know. So that's why it's... I would think about if you would want your 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 son or daughter or future son and daughter 
to do this thing that you're about to do for your significant other, if you would want them to do that, great. If you wouldn't, no. I like that barometer. No. I like oh. that barometer. Like, yeah. what would your future... What would you want... What you want the best for your child. Sometimes yeah. even more than you want for yourself. Yeah. And you're able to be more objective when it comes to your offspring rather than yourself. Yeah, you you're just like whatever. emotionally wrapped up in something. Yeah. And you can't see the tree, the trees for the forest. Yeah. So if you realize that, okay, this thing I would never want my future daughter to do, don't do it. Or I would yeah. never want my future son to do this, don't do or it. Or even like with Kim Kardashian, the sex tape, like all of that. Oh, what was so, that? Well, remember that's how she really, her fame launched because her and Ray J made a sex tape. And then she was like, she always says in interviews, that's like the one thing that it's going to be really hard to explain to her children once they get old enough um, to to have. But yeah, I think that, that that kind of objectifies your actions. Like I think that that's a really good parameter with the way that you're dating and the way that, yeah, just the way that you're showing up. And even on the most basic level of, you know, if you're, maybe you're talking to uh, or you're dating somebody and you're just like, oh, I'm not really into them anymore. Instead of ghosting them, like, what would you want for your future son or daughter? What would, you, what, how would you want, like, if you, like, how would you want that person to be treated in a relationship? Like, right. if you're a man, you would then, you would treat them, like, the way that you would want, you know, your son or daughter to be treated. So, you know, send them a text just, or, you know, give them a call. Right. Um, I think that's a great parameter, Christina. Let's move on. So Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So the Mary Cosby situation. I'm going to give you a very high level. Is she related to? No. Bill. (laughs) No Bill relation that we can tell. But I'm going to give you a high level, you guys. I'm going to give you all a high level. And stick with me because even if you do not watch Real Housewives of any season, even if you do not know Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or, or care, watch it or, or care, care or even think it's yeah. a bad thing, yeah. which is my opinion. Yeah. Christina <laughs> is very against Real Housewives, which is probably one of my character traits. So it's okay. I'm not offended. But it's okay. You can listen. You guys, yeah. You guys whatever can Whatever spectrum you're on. Yeah. We're here. We're here. Like <laughs> both ends of the spectrum are here, but I'm telling you guys, you need to hear the story. So Mary Cosby, and especially our listeners, because there's a religious lean here. So Mary Cosby, um, basically she's a real housewife of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. She is the leader of a church that is now being called into, like there's a, a lot of speculation surrounding it. A lot of audio clips have come out of it. Essentially, she is allegedly, based on these audio tapes and people from the church, she's allegedly claiming that she's basically like God. Okay, but, and that's, and like there, there's a lot of allegations about it being a cult, a lot of allegations um, about her in like taking money from her, um, from her uh, group, from Mm -hmm. the church, and then using it to fund a very lavish lifestyle. But, okay, so that's, that's super, super high level. But there's now, the reason we're talking about this is because of her relationship and her marriage. So she notoriously is married to her grandfather, step 
grandfather. I wanted that reaction though. So she's <laughs> notoriously married to her step grandfather. Her grandmother was the original like person of the ch- of the church. Her grandmother was got married to um Robert's Robert Cosby Sr. Um, and anyway, she then, her grandmother passed away. And according to Mary, it was in her will that Mary marry Robert Cosby Sr. So that Mary marry her husband at the time. So she dies. And then in the beginning, that's what we were told that, oh, it was in her will. But then it got kind of like trickled down a little bit more and we got a little bit more in depth about it and we realized oh no 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 it's not that um it her grandma didn't explicitly say robert you need to marry mary she said you need to take care of mary and then he uh, uh, then as kind of the list of the watchers were like oh okay that's a little different than it being written in the will and saying like you can have the church if you marry him but anyway so now now where we're at is that her mother mary cosby's mother estranged mother are you following with me kind of so mary's estranged mother so her grandmother's daughter Mm -hmm. her mom they're estranged they don't talk she now is um just did an interview okay with this guy up and adam he's a youtuber and she is now saying that um, that Mary, the housewife, is a victim in this whole ordeal and they want her to get away from her husband as soon as possible. They said, and this is from the Daily Mail, um, but also from the interview um, clip, that she didn't want to be married to him and that Mary herself wasn't even his first choice. And um, basically it was like, Um, Robert reportedly convinced her with a gift and a couple hundred thousand dollars and a new BMW. So, but also with this like religious lore. Okay. So in real life, even if you didn't get any of that. Okay. So listeners, I hope you guys followed along. I tried my very best, but honestly, watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It's so fascinating. Um, Oh, so it's kind of an offshoot of no, 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 this is just Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. This is happening to Mary Cosby, right, one of the people. It's an offshoot of Mormon. Yeah, it's okay. Mormon. It's like, but an offshoot. It's of Mormon. not. It's okay. not, not Mormon. Mormon, but it's it a, is not Mormon. Kind it's of a, in Utah. It's in Salt Lake City, right, Utah. Right, this right, right, organization, okay. this church. Okay. So in real life, and I want to bring it now to the listeners because what it sounds like is this is religious luring. And like, so is religious luring something people should be wary about while dating? So somebody kind of getting in that religious, you know, kind of getting on their pedestal religiously. And especially for our Catholic Christian, we see this in the Christian community. Oh, the Lord has spoken to me and the Lord tells me, you're my wife. And then it's like, you put the blinders on because you're like, oh, well, if God told you that, then I'm I'm on for the ride. Let's go. Right. But then as you people unfold, then you realize, oh, and it could be, I mean, that's kind of a light, but it could be even more. Right. It could get sinister. Right. Um, and it's also with even with the Jewish culture, like God has spoken to me, God has told me this. Right. You're my beshert. Yes, you're my beshert. I know for a fact this right. is what God's plan is, God's will for us. Like if you don't do this, if you're not with me, God is gonna strike you down. Yeah. So 
like I said, there's a spectrum to this, right? Because of course you want to feel excited and moved to date somebody. And it's not the worst thing in the world for somebody to be like, Hey, like, you know, God, you know, God spoke to me. I want to ask you on a date, but it's another right. thing to kind of plant those seeds. So I want to talk about this a little bit I, because I know the community that we work with and I want women and men to be vigilant about this. This is great. Such a good question, Alessandra. And yeah. Just to clarify, religious luring, can you just luring? It's, yeah. Can you just define what that is? You know, I couldn't find a phrase truly okay. for what I wanted to, like what I was getting from this whole story. I see. So you um, created this religious Yeah, luring. religious luring. This is not yeah. a psychology No, term. this is an Alessandra Conti. <laughs> MMS, like, what is it? CMM. This is not, I'm not MMS. I'm I CMM. See. I understand like, what it means, yeah. but I just wanted to so, see if there was some broader no. term that we were trying but to But it's kind under. of, it's it's like, basically kind of like cult indoctrination, yes. but in a relationship. Right. But also relig- with a religious lean on it. Yes. Okay. This is something that I learned from Father Simon, and Father Simon says he has a show on Relevant Radio. I may have told you this before, I don't remember. Yeah. But he he was in a lot of, he grew up in the 70s and was in a lot of Pentecostal circles. And the Pentecostal movement was very much about praise and worship and, and he, listening to the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. just on fire for the Lord. Very charismatic. Okay? Mm-hmm. And he had this guy come up to him and say, Brother, I don't know your name, but... God told me that you need to stop doing X, Y, Z, or you need to, I don't know what those exact words were. And Father Simon stopped and he said, okay, before you call me brother, get to know me. Ooh, ooh, damn. You don't know me, so Mm -hmm. you don't have a word for me unless you know who I am. And he, Father Simon talks about this usually to say, don't feel like just because you feel like God has said something to you that you should be instructing other people how to live their lives, mm-hmm. that you need to show people that you care, okay, before they will follow follow you. There's a there's a word there's a phrase that expresses that mm-hmm. so that it's escaping me, but it means that people don't care unless they know that you care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're just doing something and you don't know the person and telling them how to be or telling them that they're your future husband or wife, that's not from the Lord. The mm-hmm. Lord does not w- work in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And you might be praying about something and discerning something, but it's not just about hearing the Lord say something to you. It's also all the other factors, mm-hmm. the other person how time shows things. So the Lord works in many ways. The Holy Spirit works in many ways, not just a word from God, which is how a lot of people do get manipulated. And if that other person may be just very vulnerable or open and wanting to follow the Lord, but maybe a little confused and not sure, and maybe confused about praying and not really know what praying is and how to pray, that's those are the most obvious targets and this woman sounds like she was young when this all happened and she was won over by all the the glitz and the glam that he was promising her but that yeah 
this is a good way to figure out if something is from the Lord or if, if it is not. Yeah. And I'm not knocking people who are excited about a person right? and people feel like they're called to pursue a woman or something like that. That's awesome. But I will also say, and sorry, you guys, this isn't totally a religious podcast by any means at all. We're totally secular, which means non-religious. Um, <laughs> but, but we have a few, but we, we, yeah, we talk but we're Catholic, we're Christian. Faiths. We yeah. this is for everybody. Right. But it and could I, be in any think religion, so in any, any Muslim, cults. like any any cult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cults, Nexium, like all the like Scientology. Like it doesn't matter what religion or non-religion. Right. You know, you could say, oh, Mother Earth has spoken to me, right. and Mother so, Earth told me exactly. that you're energetically my match, right. and. Then right. when we don't even have to date because I know you're the one and blah 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 blah. So let's get married. So let's get married. Like you're the one for me. I already know. Um, but Father Mike Schmitz has said something awesome, and he does the um, Bible in a Year podcast, and he's super super popular with a lot of um, the Christian uh, population. And he says um, that be in. There's no rush. There's no rush. If you are one month dating, you are one month dating. Be in that month. If you are two months dating, do the things that people would do in two months. And he said a lot of religious people, not just Catholic, not just Christian, who want to get married, who are ready for that place, they rush, they rush. And they're only dating for three months or four months. And they're already acting like they're married or engaged. And he says, slow down, let the relationship unfold. And it's it's kind of a tough pill to swallow, especially if you're in your 30s or in your 20s. It doesn't matter if you're in that mindset where you want to date with the intention of marriage. Right, and you want to get married. Yes. You want to have kids. You're ready. You don't want it to be too late. Yes, you're ready for that next chapter. Right. It's a tough pill to swallow. But something that we've learned as matchmakers, people have to unfold you have to learn about people in so many different contexts. Right. Yes, dates are great, but also spending an elongated time period with somebody, right. really getting to know who they are at their core, when they're at their high, when they're at their low, if your energy levels are compatible, if your moods are compatible, if their you know habits are 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 appealing to you if you enjoy just doing nothing with them if you can just do nothing with them like these are all so important such important elements so that's why the religious luring thing is really a head you know what it's a head it's a head bonk because if if that is implanted in somebody like you said who's vulnerable or who is just believes in god and really just is a believer and wants it so badly and if that seed if that's implanted to me that's dangerous Mm -hmm. because then you are like convincing yourself and you're doing this song and dance and even if you're like wait i uh i don't even know this person and you gotta get to know somebody so our advice and my advice, having dealt with a lot of bachelorettes who, um, a few in particular, especially over the last couple months, just slow down, slow down. There's no pressure. And this is also a form of, and I hate to say this, but it's true. It's a form of love bombing. Um, it's kind of like the religious, it's like religious bombing. Okay. It's God bombing. It's soulmate bombing. 
Okay. So would you say, Alessandra, that someone saying that to you in the way beginning of a relationship could be a red flag? Absolutely. Okay. And I, listen, it's not to knock. Again, everyone, if you are, if you get excited about pursuing somebody, if you've prayed about it and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, God is giving me the green light to pursue this person. This could be the person for me, but from literally 10 years of matchmaking experience, 30 years of dating, not 30 years, but like however, however long I've been dating, like, like 15 years of dating experience. If somebody in the very beginning is already like ready to go think about, you know, oh God, I mean, years ago, remember in all, I've had so many of these situations, even personally, but, but, and not even religious, but just, you know, like immediate, like, yes. But then, because then it's like, you don't even know me. Like, right. you don't even know me. Right. So a lot of times people yeah. feel that, oh, what is my problem? I'm not at that level yet with this person. Yeah. Why am what is wrong with me? Yeah. That's what the dynamic usually creates. Yeah, totally. But anyway, so yeah, I just want to, I, I'm so glad we could talk about this me because too. yeah, it's such a, it's such a wild thing. Okay. Let's go on to our next segment. Oh, we're not going to talk about Brittany. I mean, we can, Christina, we can talk about Brittany and Jamie Lynn. Do you want to talk about, okay, <laughs> obviously do. you do. Okay. Let's talk about Brittany and Jamie just Lynn. quickly. Okay. <laughs> So let's discuss, okay, Brittany, who's 40, by the way, 40 and thriving, felt that Jamie Lynn, 30, was not here for her during her conservatorship battle. Um, Anyway, basically just there's all this stuff going on with Brittany and Jamie. Jamie's on this publicity tour right now for her book, um, and Brittany slammed Jamie Lynn um, uh, just through social media. She literally said her family should be in jail for the conservatorship. Mm. Um, and now Jamie Lynn, like, honestly, you watch her and your heart does go out to her because like this girl, like, oh my gosh, like what a, she's getting death threats every day, like for her, for her family, because the Britney army is so strong. And also, yeah, I mean, personally, it's like Jamie Lynn, come on girl. Like, what were you doing? Like, come on. If you were in this situation and I, and I saw it and I knew it was going on, it would be, so anyway, I, I, I know this isn't exactly quote unquote relationship related, but it kind of is because Sam Ascari, bless Sam, was a huge reason why Brittany is no longer in her 13 year conservatorship. So as sisters in real life, what is our take on just the Britney situation? Because I know you wanted to talk about it. Right. I just want people to stop being so hard on Britney's family. And yeah, you can judge them all you want. And probably they made tons of really bad decisions. But especially for someone younger, that a younger sister like Jamie Lynn, she was probably very confused. Britney did do some very awful things. And she was, she may have been, who knows what anyone's, we don't know what everyone's intentions are. So as we can't condemn people, God, that's God's job. Okay. So please stop death threat, giving death threats to them. I I know our listeners listeners are not, they are not, but you can encourage people who may be part of the, the free Britney movement. We're so happy that Britney is free, but we do have to see it from her perspective. Maybe she was scared for her sister's health. Yeah, and well-being. Yeah, and just that was those are my only thoughts. Oh, okay. No, I mean, I mean, my thoughts definitely. People like, what in the world? Like, we cannot 
judge what we don't know. I mean, we know an eighth of the situation and obviously it was a really scary time and they probably thought, oh, it's 14 year conservatorship, excuse me. Oh, nearly 14 years. And it was terminated in November. But yeah, I mean, I I just... She's 10 years younger too. Yeah, yeah. She was was pregnant at like 16, 17. And then that's when the conservatorship started. Yeah. Oh, okay, please. And she was dealing with, you know, her own stuff and she's now, you know, she's raising kids. Raising kids. But but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I... I definitely think though, I will say I have, obviously I do not agree and or condone death threats on anybody, but I definitely, I mean, I, as a sister, if I saw you in a situation like that, that just was totally out of, it was out of control, Christina. It was out of control. It was obviously evidently out of control. She was being, Brittany was being abused by the conservatorship. She was, she was performing all the time and her sister did some really bizarre stuff. Like she took her material and performed it without Brittany's consent. And Brittany had to just sit there smiling, like weird, weird stuff. Right. So I, I, I agree that yeah, death threats should stop. She's we gonna, shouldn't be as hard on Jamie Lynn. Right. But listen, you got it. There's accountability, and I would almost prefer somebody like Jamie Lynn to be like, listen, I messed up. Yeah. I didn't know what I didn't know the extent of what was going on. I messed up. I own it, and I'm apologizing to Brittany, and we're working on our relationship. Yeah, that would be the best thing yeah. for her to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, let's let's go on to sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give you give them advice that only your sister would give you. Hi Ali and Christina. As sisters, you guys seem to, to be a great team to work with and I enjoy the podcast. Along my dating journey, I'm in the early stages of a hopefully of hopefully a relationship. I've encountered different types of women. They have been six main there have been six main types. Fem femcels? I don't know. Female incels. What is an incel? I don't know. True feminists who don't believe in any gender roles. Average women. City girls. Women who want to be spoiled and only believe in gender roles on the male side. Relaxed traditional women like Alessandra. And and traditional women like Christina. (laughs) That's amazing. Such you are. How funny. My question is, as a not very religious but traditional guy, how can I find a woman who is semi or full traditional like myself? I obviously don't coach what I oh, oh couch what I want in these terms, but I'm usually met with bad feedback when I express my desire to matchmakers to find a wife that can cook, is feminine <laughs> in shape and wants a couple kids. <laughs> I always pay for days. Wonderful. Keep in mind, I want to be the breadwinner, do yard work, etc. Since you two give a fair shake shake to men and women, help. And this is from sexist in Seattle? Question mark. I'm dead. Oh, this listener. My heart. We were both. We were on loving the floor. This we were question. living for this question, and then. 
you guys, he came up with sexist in Seattle, question mark. Like, we didn't even come up with We didn't even come up with that. Like, that was amazing. Thank you so much, sexist in Seattle. And honestly, I love the breakdown. I, I looked up what incel, incel yeah. meant. Yeah. And incel is a member of an online community of young men who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually, typically associated with views that are hostile towards women and men who are sexually active. So an incel, uh, a member subculture, to find them unable to get romantic or sexual partner despite desiring one. So an incel, like, so a femcel, like, so basically somebody who can't get a romantic relationship. Right, just, just, like, chronically single, working all the time. Yeah, or just, like, yeah, cannot, can't do it for whatever reason, which, lady, if there are any femcels listening and just can't find yourself in a relationship, there is hope. Oh, yeah. Come to us. We'll date coach you. you. We got this girl. There's never, it's never, like, don't worry. It's never too True late. feminists who don't believe in any gender roles. So, yeah, like, um, the kind of, the, I think that that's a traditional um, viewpoint of what a quote-unquote feminist, like, that's one idea of what a feminist would be, like, no gender roles on, um, and then city girls, so they want to be spoiled and only believe in gender roles on the male side. <laughs> I think I'm maybe, I think I'm maybe a, a no, combination no, no, of it. No, 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 I mean, I'm not spoiled. I, cause I, 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 I'm, I'm, I spoil my men. Don't I? I spoil. I am very, oh my God. Men that have been with me, spoiled. Spoiled rotten, baby. S- Silence um, on the other side. You're right, Christina. Am I? Am I'm I? Am I lying? I'm pleading. Am I lying? Anyway, whatever. I'm not like annoyed. It's fine. It's fine. I, you know, relax, traditional woman. Yeah, that's like Alessandra, traditional woman, like Christina. Yeah, because Christina, you are very. But at the same time, though, like I, I mean, I yes, you're a quote unquote traditional woman. But you also work, like you know what I right, mean. You right, work, right? Exactly. You you contribute. So I think to, I think I love that he's created. You've created these categories. I love them. But I don't want. This is hilarious. But I don't want you to always be looking at women with this lens because yes. it isn't fully accurate. Yes. And for instance. There are a lot of women who are very traditional, like myself, but I also own a company and do a lot of wonderful things. So I am not cooking. Yeah. And maybe a little bit I will, but it's not, that's not my strong suit and it's not what I make money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pay somebody to do it. (laughs) There's every woman you meet is a unique treasure. And you want to really get to know her and see how how she's made is compatible with how you're made. And see if you can work together and it's going to be a good symbiotic relationship together if it works. Because certain people, there I date coach a lot of women who might be married to a great man who has a full-time job and she has a full-time job, but they're able to make it work because of the way that they do things and mm-hmm. how they work. Sometimes I might date coach someone and they're not the person he or she is dating. It's very, it's not going to work with what their goals and lifestyle is. So if a woman says, I only want to be at home, I don't want to, I want to take care of the kids and all of that, that might be a great fit for you, but that mm-hmm. will not work 
for someone who is trying to be an actor. That that pairing is not going to work. So every woman for a man for a man trying to be an actor exactly yeah. Or a woman trying to be an actress is not going to work with a man trying to be an actor usually, unless they're at the both at their height of their careers, which also usually falls apart. Yeah, but but you have to look at how we have the stars. They're just like us segment. (laughs) Exactly. Why it's been going strong for all these years. Yes. Yes, and I I don't I'm I'm sorry that matchmakers have given you flack for being just saying what you like and what the kind of woman you want to be with. I'm sorry that has been the case. But there are matchmakers like us who see where you are and love where you are and try to help meet someone who's compatible with where you are. And sometimes you have to stretch a little bit in certain areas. Maybe you're not as comfortable with thinking that you might be with someone who is a little different than that exact picture. But you might have to stretch in that area. But it's not, shouldn't be something that's thrown thrown down your throat and saying you have to be like this otherwise you won't find love because that's not true um, I, I, and I also think there's always a way of saying things yeah. right so if say you're working with a matchmaker or you're using even dating apps or you're just meeting women on your own probably even for a traditional woman um, probably the least appealing thing for a guy to say is that like is basically that like if a guy say you're you're on a date and that Christina remember when you were dating and you dated a lot of kind of catholic traditional guys and i and i think like if a guy then was sitting there and he was like well i want a woman who's going to be a stay-at-home wife who's going to cook for me is going to clean the house is going to do this that the other even though you are like according to um, Sexist in Seattle, you're the picture, you're the poster child of a traditional woman. You know, modesty, this, that, the other. Like that, that would be, that would not jive. Well, right? for me, that never happened to me, so yeah. I can't speak on that. But it's happened to women who I date coach. Yes, okay. And even if they do want those things, it is very, very so jarring. We too. had one client who, um, who will obviously remain nameless um and he had uh he what he would do was he would go on dates and he would basically outline what he was looking for in a partner remember the specific client that I'm talking about I think um uh part about the feminine is that it comes out when women feel secure yes when women feel safe when women feel secure when women feel taken care of that's when the feminine can fly and that's when a woman can really lean into those more domestic elements of life and that's when she wants to do things for her man so instead of um obviously you know if you're going on a date with a woman and she has seven iPhones out and they're constantly flashing and this and that and the other then you know maybe not the right fit for you or if she's consumed with social media or if she you know if she's clearly not or if she's not aligned with you religious wise because also religion is a great way um or even uh politically wise because you know if a woman's more conservative you're probably going to get more of those quality like somebody who's more of a traditional person whereas if a woman is has more of that liberal mindset it probably would be more of the more newer age type um type dynamics. type dynamics mm-hmm. so you can kind of 
you can detect these things based on those objectives, but then it's all about making a woman feel safe, making a woman feel taken care of. Like you said, you pay for all the dates and really acting out your masculinity when you're on dates, leaning into your masculinity, not the toxic masculinity, but the positive masculinity that, you know, you're the rock. You are taking care of the situation. You're in charge of the date. You're You're planning the date. You're leading the date. You're asking questions. You're taking the check as soon as it comes. You're pursuing her, right? You're walking her to her car, making sure she gets home safe. Yes. Knowing what chivalry is, doing chivalrous things. Absolutely. So when you lean in more to your masculinity, she then will feel safe enough to relax into her femininity. You might say, sounds like a lot of work. Well, <laughs> guess what? That's what you signed up That's for <laughs> when you want to woo a wife. Yeah. That's, uh, and you'll be yeah. able to, to, with time, discern and prayer, discern yeah. the right woman for you. Yeah, but definitely I think that the more you can really just, like even Google, like what is masculinity? Like what are these qualities that I should be like, it's like a muscle because you got to right. work it. Right. Gotta and everything it. you're doing with dating and what we're talking about is going to only make you a better man. Exactly. There's 100%. nothing or, and a better person and a, the mo- best version of yourself. It's not going to detract. You might be putting a lot of work into this, but it's not going to do to do anything bad for you. Absolutely. But anyway, yes. So I think that when a man can lean into his masculinity, a woman can lean into her femininity and you can enjoy those roles because gender roles, they're not horrible. They're, 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 they're there because they've been ingrained in us in forever. I mean, this is, they're, this is, this is who we are, you know? But anyway, okay. So yes, I think that that kind of answers, does that, okay, so does that answer the question, I Christina? Think it does. You guys, we also, um, we have a very special guest whose babysitter just left. One of his nannies, you're like Camille Grammer from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she has like seven nannies. <laughs> you have two, but still. Um, our millionaire matchmaker. Um, but anyway, so yeah, hopefully sex is in Seattle, that helps. Okay, so let's move on to We Couldn't Help But Wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex and the City. Now, as personal matchmakers in 2022, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens. This is season three, episode 18, Cock-a-doodle-doo. Cock-a-doodle-doo. And what Carrie couldn't help but wonder... Could it be that the problem isn't them, but horror of horrors? Is it us? So in this episode, um, Carrie is meeting Big for the first time since his marriage has ended. Um, Miranda, remember the, the Chinese takeout woman who she thinks is mocking her? Like, oh, you're getting one, da da da. Um, but she's not. That's just the way that she speaks. Um, because Miranda's feeling sensitive about being single. Um, and then Charlotte moves back into her old apartment. Um, Trey comes and visits her. And by the way, you guys, if you hear, hear pages turning, that's our little Christina's son, Austin. Um, he's just turning pages he's right reading. now. He's reading. He's <laughs> reading. He's reading at a college level. Um, and. Also, Samantha has a problem with uh, prostitutes who are loitering outside of her apartment. 
So anyway, also something that this recap doesn't say, this is where um, Carrie sees Aiden and Samantha. Aiden and Steve are both at a restaurant together and Carrie and Miranda see them and then these they're with other women. They've moved on. So this is why it all sprang up. Later that night, I got to thinking about men and women and relationships. This is Carrie's thing. I think it's important to read. Or more to that point, how women feel men disappoint them in relationships. Then a radical, almost earth-shattering thought popped into my mind. What if everything isn't the man's fault? After a certain age and a certain number of relationships, if, if it still isn't working and the exes seem to be moving on and we don't, perhaps the problem isn't the last boyfriend or the one before him or even the one before him. Could it be the problem isn't them, but horror of horrors, it is us. So that, Christina, what do we say to that? Well, as we've seen with Carrie's sordid love history... Yeah, I think we can say it's true. The problem is with her. (laughs) But I think that that is a good question to ask yourself repeatedly and to really delve into, take your your past relationships to prayer and ask God to illuminate areas that maybe weren't, or maybe things that you're looking for that, may be or may the way that you behaved in certain situations Mm. may have been problematic and not leading to your goal of so it's it's important with anything to oh awesome sorry (laughs) it's important with any journey any any goal that you have to look at what it's going to take to get there what you've done in the past and what is a good plan to get to that goal we should do that with relationships. I completely agree. I mean, I think with Carrie, her mistakes are so obvious. Right. She cheated on Aiden with Big. Right. She, you know, remember with the, she like went through a guy's apartment and then he came home and she saw, he saw that she was like in his stuff. You know, like there are a lot of more obvious mistakes that she's made, but I think it's really awesome to be self-reflective um, about exactly your own like your own stuff that you bring into a relationship right? and how, you know, really objectively looking at it. Like, okay, was that like, was my behavior in that way? Or was my judgment on that? Was that in line with reality or was it more of like a self-sabotage situation? Right. Um, I think that for women, it's difficult because I think almost women can be too hard on ourselves. It's true. Because it's true I know. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But I think also there is, there can be self-sabotage. That is a real thing. Um, we see it with a lot of our clients. It's important, right? That's why there, people come to matchmakers to help them on that journey. It's very difficult to do this on your own for yourself and to be totally objective about it. Yeah. And also going therapists don't always get it either. A lot of times they may lead you down a path that you feel wrong. Yeah. And And because they're also hearing your side, you know? Right. So it's right. Skewed. That's why almost matchmakers, if you're single, matchmakers are the best people to go to because 
And I don't, I don't mean that as a plug for matchmakers in the city at no. all. It's even though it's a wonderful company, but it really, when people matchmakers, we know what we're talking about with these with these yeah. matters. And our goal for you is to be in a happy relationship that lasts for life. Yeah. Ooh, Austin. Austin's trying to unplug things here. <laughs> you trying to get us off the air, darling? Um, but yeah, so no, I think Christina, you're so right. Like I, oh, we're, we're really lucky to do what we do. We're very, very blessed. Mm -hmm. Um, and also obviously working with matchmakers that are actually good and have your best interests at heart and share, like if you share the goal of, if you share with them, you want to be in a, in a relationship, you want to be married, you want this. And these are the qualities that you're looking for in a partner. And then like, that's why, that's why it's so great. And then you have a matchmaker that truly cares and that gets to know the man, gets to know you, and then brings you guys together. She can more objectively be like, oh yeah, I totally, um, you know, I totally uh, see that. Right. And yeah. even if you, if you don't, if you can't do a matchmaking journey, you can do date coaching with a matchmaker yeah. to help you with that yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. Or couples therapy. Um, <laughs> couples therapy. Or, or um, just, but yeah. How to lose a guy in 10 days. Um, we are so good. <laughs> so good. Right, Austin? Okay. So let's move on to catching up with the Contis. Um, so, Christina, do you want to go first talking about your stuff? Oh, sure. So I was on Trending with Timory last on Relevant Radio last Thursday and we talked about communication and we I defined what contraceptive communication is. Contraceptive communication? Yes. And now is that a Christina? It is. <gasps> it is a Christina Pineda term. And now it's actually the front page of the relevant radio app. They wrote an article about this. Shut up. Yes. Contraceptive communication. So even if you're listening Damn. to this in its past when it was the front page, you can you can search on the app, Contraceptive Communication, and you'll get the article, and then you'll also be able to listen to the what podcast is the, What does that, that mean, on. Contraceptive Communication? Let's do another episode. Okay, It's going wow. to take a little too long. Talk about a buzz, <laughs> a buzzword. Yes, but we did also talk about Crystal Hefner and her new... Yeah. Her new modesty kick. I love that you're like so into Crystal Hefner. I'm not so into her. We 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 talked about the reality of what that means yeah, too. Okay. We okay. we don't, I'm not making her thinking she's a no, saint. I know. But it's so funny that Timory started with I'm now following a Playboy bunny on social media. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's really funny. And as you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast. One of the sisters was recruited to be a Playboy bunny. That's true. That's in, true. In Hollywood, and yes. that's that that episode. It says something about Playboy. Yeah, you our Playboy bunny experience. Exactly. It's a really fun story. And I will also be on trending February Friday, February eleventh. I think that's my amazing next. And um, and then I'll say my news. Then we'll say our joint news okay. about as you know, kind of a big deal. Um, so. For me, I, oh my gosh, you guys, I was so excited. Um, wait, what, what are you feeling? No, I'm just laughing about the whole, what you went through with it. Oh God, Access Hollywood. Oh my gosh. So I was so excited. I got back 
So I actually, oh, I like many of the other people in the world, had COVID and I got it over Christmas. And I, though, was in New York City. So I ended up having to quarantine for like seven days. Like you guys, it was so treacherous, but it was so good. In a hotel, in a hotel room. And that, that I thought would be, it used to be the old W. So one, one would think, oh, it's the old W. And I looked at the website. It looked amazing. I, I got it specifically because the square footage of the room was supposed to be larger than other hotels room that, hotel rooms that I had been looking at. But I get to the hotel and it's literally as if a bomb had gone off and nobody, like nobody had changed anything for like however many years, like whenever the W was. Oh my gosh, Austin's looking at Christina right now in the cutest way. I can't even handle it. So anyway, I then was quarantined for all those days, but honestly, it was super transformative for me. Um... As, as cheesy as that sounds, but it actually it's not cheesy. Sometimes you need to figure your stuff out all alone in a room, figure out what means most to you, and then make some massive changes. I joked that it was a forced silent retreat. It literally was. Like a little monk cell. Truly. And then I like took a bomb. I took like a fire torch and then I did it to my life. But that's good. You gotta do it. You know, you have to do it. Um, all that to say, I was so excited then when I got back, the second I got back into the office, um, like cause I quarantined you guys, I was freaking I didn't see people for so long, and then I even took a test and I was negative. So I was so excited. So I was like, oh, doing great. So anyway, I then get booked for Access Hollywood, not once, but twice. So I'm like, oh yes, like starting the year off so well, 2022, it's my year. So I was booked literally for like a few days later. And when we say Access Hollywood, Alessandra's the celebrity matchmaker who they use. Yeah. She, when Because people might be listening to this yeah. for the first time and yeah. not understand what they mean. Exactly. So sorry, you guys. Sorry. Um, yeah. So the So yeah, for Access Hollywood, yeah, I'm the celebrity matchmaker. Um, that yeah, I, I, I'm on quite frequently. I've been doing it for almost three years at this point, which is so crazy. Love it. It's one of like my favorite parts of what I do. And, um, so anyway, I get booked for two segments and I'm so excited. I go to the, and I, I texted my stylist and I was like, Oh, Venk, I'm so excited. Venk, um, Mordor is my stylist. He's absolutely amazing. And so he was like, and I was like, Venk, I'm so excited. I'm booked. Can you like pull me an outfit at the showroom? And then he's like, Allie, I'm so sorry. I'm sick with COVID. And so I was like, okay, no worries. So I run to the mall. I, I find this amazing dress. It's like velvet and pink. So I buy it and then I come back and then the next day is Access Hollywood. So I'm, I wake up bright and early, get there 9.30, which is so early for me. Get there, so excited, hair done, makeup done, boom. And then I get there, then they're doing COVID testing. I'm like, great, it's been 17 days since I tested positive And then since I had already gone a negative test, I test COVID positive. So I have to go all the way home. I'm all done up. I'm like, oh well, my gosh. They did do a, a Zoom. Yeah. Yes. 
so then filming. That, that same day, then they're like, oh, right. I feel better. I'm like, you guys, I'm fine. Like, no, 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 no. I, I can totally do this. I'm not. And I felt so badly because I was in the elevator with the, the one of the producers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. Like, we were, we were talking about, like, the masks and the makeup. And, like, and she was so sweet. And she gave me this face, huge face shield thing. But she, de- I mean, she probably has COVID. Like, at this, if I was still having COVID at no, 17 you days. Were, uh, you had zero. 17 you days. Were, uh, you were over it. I was Just, over it. They said that it was a very sensitive. Yeah, they said it was a really, test. really sensitive test. But anyway, all that to say, I ended up filming it on Zoom. And I'm glad I did because it was a more sensitive topic. It was about Hollywood's um, heartthrobs. When's that movie? It already aired on Wednesday. Oh. Yeah, I remember I texted you about it. But you don't care. No, you I, text I think I texted. I called mom. I called mommy. Yeah, I didn't text my fan, My fan club, my mom and my dad. And I also put it on Instagram. Oh, um, okay. I'll, I'll yeah. check it out there. Well, I, no, no, no. I didn't put the actual segment on. I still have to get the tape. But anyway. Okay. It will so be there, though. You guys, I'll be posting it on Instagram, like, very soon. Um, And then my other one, I then, obviously, HR calls me because I'm like, you know, here I am in... Oh, so anyway, they I can't go back to access for like 10 days if you have right. a negative positive test. So I then did my next segment last week that should be airing sometime this week. Oh, great. Um, so great I don't know the exact day, but keep my Instagram up. It's at Matchmaker Alessandra Conti. And mine is at Matchmaker Christina Pineda and yeah. C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A. All right, you guys. So anyway, our um, and we do have some really big news to share next. We'll oh, share it next. Let's share it next. Podcast. We're not gonna share it this podcast. No, let's share it. Next <gasps> you guys, I'm so sorry. Okay, I guess yeah. so much is already this is happening. A long, yeah, yeah, this, this is, is a good one. Episode. Right after okay. the break, we'll share the news. So, but we do have a brand new segment, and it breaks off into two smaller segments. All right, so our new segment um, is Alessandra's Affirmation and Classics with Christina. I love it. So you guys, my affirmation for today, I want you to pause whatever you're doing and I want you to take two breaths with us, okay? So let's do it. In, two, three, four, out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. And now another breath. In, two, three, four, out. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. My affirmation for you today is two words. Embrace uncertainty. Embrace uncertainty. You got this. Lean into it. Embrace it, honey embrace. You're doing amazing. Okay, Christina? Okay, for classics with Christina, my classic of the week is, or for the two of two weeks, is The Tenant of Wildfell Hall by Anne Bronte. It was published in 1848. And the moral for people dating that I want you to take away is don't get into a relationship with someone in hopes that he or she will change. To learn more about why I chose that that book and that moral, 
read the book or listen to it on audio on podcasts. It is amazing. So our seg we do this segment because I'm really into like affirmations and I do like yoga and meditation and self-help. I'm I'm a big in the self-help movement. Um, Self-love, self-help, self-everything. Christina is an Oxford grade. Right. And And I hate self-help stuff. I hate when people tell me what to do. I like learning lessons from literature. Yes. So that's why we both wanted to do something that's like close to our hearts, has helped us navigate life as we're still navigating. As the great Miley Cyrus says, it's the clam, it's the clam. Um, anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening today. What a blast. How great is it to be back, Christina? It is. We've it, missed you. We've missed you. Um, so we love you guys so much. We're sending you all of our best for this upcoming week. Send in the questions and we can answer your, your questions. And Austin's saying goodbye as well. Say goodbye, Austin. Bye. Austin, wave. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.